All right, welcome to the Colton and Joe Show, episode eighty-one. I um, yes, I, I think, and I am so hyped, so hyped. All right, first Colton and Joe Show episode in quite a while because there was no game to analyze. We're not going to be analyzing no Pro Bowl. No way, we're analyzing stupid Madden games. I'm not watching those. I did not watch those, as I promised. Um, <laughs> it was just boring that Sunday. Yeah. And then there was a lot of a lot of super exciting news. But, of course, what you're all here to listen to is our Super Bowl 55 prediction, where me and you are both hyped as all get out to watch it, chilling out, waiting the year for the most exciting game, and that this game is going to be two of, of the most talented teams we've ever seen. Honestly, very well-constructed teams all around. Yeah. We were just catching up beforehand and uh, going over some different stuff. We might talk about it at the end if the, if the episode comes a little bit short where we go over position by position and see which team has the better one. And boy, it is close. Um, and may, maybe stick around to see, see that if you're, if you're into that. Um, well, we'll have to see how long it is. We're not going to make you sit around too long. Um, but, yes. but with that, with that very hype intro, we got to see how you've been doing for the past week or so. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, I've just been chilling around the house mostly. Um, had some Had some practices and some games. Went over to my buddy's house a few times, just chilling out with, with the guys, doing some schoolwork. Um, you know how it is. We got a lot of snack over the past. It's been a week since we recorded. So we have been hit very hard by snow. Um, the roads are real icy. You know, every, there's like, it's piled up everywhere. So that's <laughs> been dealing with that and all the repercussions with that. Um, the, the school board where I am voted, we're going back to school two days a week, starting um, next week. Two. two days a oh, week. Wait. And then whenever they get... We were full virtual, so we're going two days a week, and then they're ordered, like, these dividers to put in the cafeteria, like, on the tables, <laughs> and whenever those come in, we're going to get a four days a week. Uh, okay. I was confused. I think, like, two days a week, like, they're all, like which means you'd only be in there, like, one day, but I was a little messed up. So that, that's the same as me, pretty much. It's two or three days. It's just every other day, um, which I guess is pretty uncommon from what I've heard. But it's basically the same. Yeah, I've much. never – you're the only school that I've ever heard of that does that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't – neither have I, um, Basically, the tra- same same thing. I like literally nothing has changed. Track stuff. I'm actually kind of tired because it's been a little, little bit of a of a long week. I'd say um, just keeping up with stuff and having fun. So um, actually, just for fun, we are actually. I think we are, we're both going to be up at the church camp tomorrow just for fun. So so tomorrow we might do something. <laughs> um, as far as because there's, there's nothing going on. There was something that that outlasted the. The restrictions and whatnot so we're gonna get to go up there hopefully uh, i guess i don't know the snow was so bad up there but uh there's snow down here it's always bad <laughs> always bad up there always bad up there but um so you got any super bowl plans what are you doing you're just gonna watch it at home yeah probably um i think my aunt michael's gonna come over after just after church and whatever and we'll we'll have some nachos and some snacks and, and the whole the whole nine yards and i'll i'll probably throw on a an antonio brown jersey or something oh. i know you you already said you were going to do that. So That's what I did. Yeah, I said off air. We've got like a, a – where do we get together every year at one of like the guys from our church's house and get a big like group there to go watch the Super Bowl. And they all are big Antonio Brown haters. And I already – I said this. I didn't tell them yet. But I'm pulling up in an Antonio Brown jersey, and I'm, and I'm wearing that all Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, we'll do that. I'll probably head to a buddy's house afterwards because I'm sure they're going to want to do something. I don't know. But um, – It'll be fun times, fun times. And I, like I told Joe before we started recording, I'm very ready. Just sit down on the couch with a plate of hot wing and watch some football. Uh, I got, you got to cherish it, though, because it's the last we'll, we'll be getting for, for a long while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wish 
I like all my, my Super Bowl plans are like never that fun. Like we never go to any like quote Super Bowl parties. Where I'm always just at my house. But and, you know, it's the game, and that's that's what I'll be watching. So it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess without further ado, we can hop into the news here, and we're gonna start off with the big piece of news that happened over the past week that um you all probably have heard about by now. Uh, the Matthew Stafford trade it finally happened, and the, this was a scenario where. At least me personally. I didn't think the Lions were going to get that much for Matt Stafford because you're in a scenario where they mutually agreed to part ways. They didn't really have any leverage whatsoever. And it was just, you know, teams giving their pitches against each other pretty much. But they got a haul, let me tell you, for Matt Stafford. Um, Matt Stafford, if you don't know, was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, And in return, the Lions received quarterback Jared Goff, former first overall pick. Um, two future first-round picks and a future third-round pick. So that is a big, big, big haul for Matt Stafford, who's obviously an aging quarterback. Um, and a lot of people are quick to talk about, um, you know, we think this team won, this team won, whatever. Um, Rams head coach Sean McVay came out and said, and I quote, it's not about winning the trade, it's about winning the Super Bowl. Um, a very, a very good quote there from Sean McVay. And honestly... I think the Rams, me personally, I think the Rams are a contender right now. I really do. Mm-hmm. Because not that I think Goff is a bad quarterback, because I don't believe Goff is a bad quarterback. Um, but I think he's a quarterback that you're going to need to have a lot of talent. He's a quarterback yeah. that's good enough that you could get to a Super Bowl in his rookie contract, which is what they did. Because when a quarterback is on the rookie deal, you can obviously get a crazy amount of pieces around them and this, that, whatever else. And that's obviously what happened with golf, right? There are a lot of cool do that way. You know, you get them on a rookie deal and that's when you can build a team around them and you can make it to a Super Bowl. But I think Matt Stafford is a guy that has the talent to take this Rams team as it is and make them a legitimate uh, Super Bowl contender with obviously they have a top three defense in the NFL, I think we can say, um, along with a, ru- an, a rushing attack, which um, I, there's no stars in the running game, but um, I am. I'm pretty high on Cam Akers. I'm high on Cam Akers. I th- I'm not like high high, but I believe Cam Akers can be a solid running back. Um, and they've got a solid receiving core. Cooper Cup is a very good wide receiver. Robert Woods is very underrated. Josh Reynolds. They got a wealth of, uh, you know, a few solid tight ends and O line that, for the most part, pretty good. I, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just think I think this puts. The Rams, personally, uh, I think this makes them a contender. They're a 10-16 and 16 with Goff, and I think the talent gap between Matt Stafford and Jared Goff is pretty big, and I think it's big enough that they could be a legitimate uh, Super Bowl contender. Now, um, just just to mention, go off what you said a little bit before, um, I too was very surprised that the Lions were able to get so much for Stafford, but um, upon further Googling, which, of course, no offense, um, I just read this article, and I said that Probably the contract of Stafford had a lot to do with with some of those extra picks that they got on because he's obviously Goff is paid handsomely for um for for his you know yeah he was a little bit overpaid um and that's you know they, it's more shipping off the contract as well as getting you know Stafford in return so they had they gave a little bit of extra draft capital um but yeah, I I too I do agree with you the Rams are are honestly like among the best teams in the NFC right now the great defense. And an offense that is probably better than the staff I just had, at least in recent times that I've, you know, been been watching the NFL a lot. But I would venture to say, as far as Matthew Stafford, probably has not had an offense this good. Well, I mean, he did <laughs> have Calvin Johnson for a while. Yeah, but he he didn't really have much else. To, I mean, yeah. which Calvin Johnson is an incredible source, obviously. I'm not gonna argue that. Um, 
you know, he's got a lot of good players there, good depth, tight ends, and then, uh, yeah, a solid running game, as you mentioned. And then still, they got some, the, um, the Rams certainly are going as math as a Sean McVay's coaching style slash GM style or whatever it has been. He wants to win right now, and um, they got to win now because they don't have a, they haven't had a first round since they picked off, and they're not going to have one. I don't think. With, yeah, with Ramsey and I, I didn't see there's something like they they're not going like there's such a big window like twenty like from twenty sixteen to like twenty twenty four twenty twenty six somewhere in there they're not going to have a first round pick yeah. like that's insane. Yeah, um, which is definitely not great. Um, but you know they want to win now, and if they get they won a Super Bowl or two out of this. Then I don't, none. Then uh, Sean McVay's quote is going to live very well, and it's going to age very well. Um, he maybe didn't win a trade, but he won a Super Bowl. So, uh, at the end of the day, you, you got to balance what you want or, or what you don't want. Uh, to I mean, I don't know. This is a trade where I honestly think like there really wasn't anyone who lost him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Benefited both. I like the trade, but with this, now we still have two more quarterbacks that we're pretty sure are going to be be moved at some point. Watson and then Wentz. Um, so, so lots to, to be reporting on. I'm sure these are going to happen at some point during the off season. I mean, obviously some point. Yeah. During, so that, that'll be exciting as all this stuff unfolds. Yeah. yeah. So I guess with that, we can hop into some, um, news about Carson Wentz. Um, it's a good segue there. Um, so reportedly, um, there are multiple teams that have been calling the Philadelphia Eagles, um, in regards to a Carson Wentz trade, um, we don't know what those teams are, but there have been reports coming out recently that the Colts are a team that's definitely interested in Carson Wentz, as we kind of um, all would have expected. Um, but former uh, franchise quarterback Donovan McNabb says that um, the Eagles GM Howie Roseman is reluctant to trade Carson Wentz because of his career's tie to Roseman's career. Um, McNabb was quoted saying, Roseman's job is pretty much on the line, was the quote McNabb said. And if you don't know what he's talking about, um, generally in the NFL, how things work with GMs, if you're not like a real established GM, um, you come into an organization and you take a swing for the fences and you say, this is my guy, this is my quarterback, you better hit. Um, you better hit or you're out of there. That's what you always talk about with different GMs and different head coaches. And then you talk about like, well, when they bring in a new head coach, they want their their quarterback. They don't want the you know the quarterback that was already there. That's, you know... Kind of the thing that happened with Miami, right? Flores came in and he said, uh, "Rosen's not. I didn't. Rosen, Rosen's not the quarterback I picked." And then he went and obviously just recently got to a thug of Iloa, and mm-hmm. that's um, sort of sort of the stuff you see. So, and it, we're in a position where Roseman was actually fired once from the Philadelphia GM job, and then was hired back again, and on to Doug Peterson's staff as the GM, where they won a Super Bowl, but he really hasn't done anything since then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, obviously, we all know that. But so, yeah, it's a scenario where Carson Wentz has not requested a trade. Um, we just want to put that out there. But teams are calling him that he has expressed frustration that, you know, he might want to trade. There are some talks about him potentially wanting a trade to, to different teams or whatever. Um, the GM is not going to want to trade him because trading him definitely does put his job in jeopardy. Um, I will say that. But it's just, you know, it's just something that you definitely we're going to need to monitor. And the Colts are obviously the number one. Uh, team that everybody looks at i think it's the perfect fit for wentz but you know obviously with that there's been a lot of rumors going around recently about mm-hmm. uh andrew luck and potentially andrew That's luck right. uh retiring there was a thing that went around of somebody was friends with andrew luck's wife and <laughs> her what she had sent a message to this person that 
had said that Andrew Luck was meeting with like one of the higher up people in the front office of the Colts. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that, that went with that. They asked like the Colts, the, the guy on the Colts, and he just said like, um, when he, he said something along the lines of like, Andrew Luck retired and he made his decision. He knows that if he wants to come back, we would welcome him seven days a week and we would love to have him back. But, you know, I don't think he's going to come back because I think he's enjoying life or whatever. But, like, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors and speculation. And I am pretty, pretty sure that um, if Indianapolis were to have an opportunity to get luck back or have to give up draft capital for Carson Wentz, I think they're they're getting luck back. Because really the reason Luck retired is because his body was getting banged up. He was getting all these injuries. He was having to sit, you know, getting years taken off his career because all the hits he was taking. And just the bad situation he was in with where that team was at the time. Well, they've got potentially the best offensive line in the league today. Yeah, um, and one of the best defenses in the league today. Like, he's in a very good running game today. Like, he's not going to have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. And I'm not saying that he would because Angelic is a very, very interesting personality. Um, he's very timid and not something that you think of when you think of, like, an NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, just an NFL player in general. You don't think of somebody so... You know, I don't I, I don't want to say awkward, but like just so like timid and quiet and reserved and somebody that, you know, isn't into the, all the media side of things and whatever. Um, it's a really interesting thing. But once, yeah, teams are calling Philly about once. That's that's what you need to know. Basically, a lot, a lot of rumors. And that's a, that's a thing. This time of year, we're going to be reporting a lot of rumors because there's not a lot really super confirmed, you know, a lot of not a lot of stuff that's um exactly confirmed i guess i guess i basically just said but you know you know what i'm saying there's yes. <laughs> um stuff like that i i loved it's always like once every like two times a month i've like i was gonna say once a half a month but to like about two times a month i'll just like text i'll just like <laughs> snapchat golden like a link to like andrew luck highlights i'm just like this guy <laughs> was insane i love watching because they're so good they're so fun he was one, yeah. one heck of a football player, and I, I, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. If Andrew Luck wants to come back, then the Colts are not gonna, gonna, you know, say no. I think we'd rather have Wentz and trade for Wentz, and you can take your services. Although that would be very interesting, um, you know, that'd be interesting as far as uh, there'd be a lot of storylines to go along with. You know, Andrew Luck, and I would really love to see Luck back. <laughs> Andrew Luck, yeah. Andrew Luck, that offensive line, and then you throw in maybe my predicted free agent signing, Allen Robinson, along with Artie. Pretty solid wide receiver core. T.Y. Hilton, his old friend, and uh, um, the guy from Ohio State. I forget his name, per usual. Um, Pittman? And I don't think Zach Pittman's yeah, from Ohio State. State. Pittman's from, I think Pittman's from USC. Okay, well, I was very incorrect, but you knew what I meant. Um, and then Zach Pascal, some, uh, some solid tight ends there, some solid tight ends. You know, it'd be awesome. That his, his best years were behind good offensive lines, um, which, you know, it directly correlates with the number of sacks and, you know, touchdowns, hmm. interception ratio and whatever, which, you know, is for most quarterbacks. Yeah. More so for him. It was always a guy. He was he played with some of the worst offensive lines, like, ever. Luck <laughs> was, was my like, pick for MVP. He was my MVP pick before he retired. Yeah, honestly. Andrew Luck is we're, – we're big Andrew Luck fans here. But, you know, a lot how, more room How can you not be? If Wentz doesn't go to the Colts, though, I'm not, like – I'm not sure where else, like – not sure where other teams are really lobbying to get Wentz right now because he really he didn't have a great year. He didn't look good, and obviously he could come back to his MP, MVP like form, but that's not it's not a for sure thing. There's a lot there's a lot to so we just have to wait this one out because 
there's a lot of stuff going on in Philly right now. New head coach, new quote regime or whatnot. So, you know, we just have to see what <laughs> what the coaches there want to do. And if they, yeah. although I like, it's basically at this point, I really don't, if, if Wentz stays, if for some reason Wentz just changes his mind and stays, then I'm pretty sure it's going to be like, not hurts, hurts, hurts is probably going to be traded. I really don't think they're going to keep those quarterbacks. On this, um, I don't think Hurts just, will get traded. I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think they trade Hurts. Maybe I feel like you get some a good return on him right now. Like sell high, a uh, second round mm-hmm. pick. You probably get maybe. I don't know. You get him to be honest, but I did see that. I don't know. I always like to just copy other people. Just random articles I see. It was said said it somewhere. I was like, if if one stays, then Hurts is. Then I keep saying Hurts. Hurts is definitely out the door. But I guess we, there is been rumors about Hurts as well. Um, <laughs> and, if, and if Wentz doesn't go to Indy, honestly, the most like, like the most likely, some of the more likely places then become like a San Francisco because they're Houston. another team that's yeah. I mean, obviously Houston is always going to be a, a pick. I don't, I, I mean potentially. I I think if he goes to Houston, it's not going to be a deal where like I don't think it's going to be a Deshaun Watson for a Carson Wentz deal. I think they're going to trade Deshaun Watson and then use some of that draft capital to go get Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you there. I, I don't think but I don't think the Eagles are looking to be. But yeah, San, San Francisco is definitely another team to look out for. There's a lot of reports of them maybe not uh, being committed to, to Jimmy G as they once were. Um, or maybe they do. Or a lot of stuff they believe is a quarterback. Yeah, That's like right. they believe he's a good quarterback, but they're, the problem with him is they're tired of his injuries. He's missed 24 games in the past three years, I believe. Um, yeah. They're tired of having to play with Nick Mullins. I mean, they're <laughs> tired of seeing Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard take the field and, you know, having the game plan with those guys instead of their their quarterback team. And it's mm-hmm. they're in a rough spot, too. The team loves Jimmy. George Kittle, their star player, is, you know, they're like best buds. George Kittle lobbies G every day. But mm-hmm. it's they're in a strange one with that. But they're another team to look out for, definitely. Because, yeah, because their team is so good. But, yeah, they've, like, consistently underperformed. And the only thing that, like, you look around and the only – Real quote weak spot is like the QB spot, and if you want to put, I mean, I wouldn't say they've consistent performed. It's been one year of like Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. Well, yeah, and then yeah, every year that Jimmy Garoppolo's injured, they're like the you know the year they got the first not the first overall pick, a high round pick, um, and they obviously got overall pick was whenever Jimmy Garoppolo was injured. Um, it's weird. I really don't know much about that, and I'm just gonna sound more. So I'm not really. That's that's a very common (laughs) thing for me because I really I'm really just. Kind of, I'm kind of stuck there because I really like I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm pretty sure I might. I, think, do I. I either had him at honorable quarterback. You had him at tenth, so, I believe. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah. Good. As do I. So, I'm I'm high on Garoppolo as well, but um, I don't think he was like I, it was really tough for me to keep him out of my top ten. He was my first honorable mention out, but um, he's not gonna make he's not gonna sniff my top ten this year. Um, I'll say that. I'll say that. Um, so we reported on the Matt Stafford Jared Goff trade. But after that trade, more news came out that the Rams had, quote, made a run at Aaron Rodgers before trading for Matt Stafford. Um, and that was per Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times. So, yeah, that would be interesting. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers' situation in Green Bay is something that's been closely monitored since the drafting of Jordan Love. Um, a lot of people, this, that, whatever else. He's the likely MVP. Tomorrow, um, we'll probably see Aaron Rodgers announced as MVP, um, to be fair. And but there's some stuff that you know there was an end of season press conference where originally they had asked him about it and he was like, oh, "It's not my decision." He's like, "It's not my decision to stay around in Green Bay." Like you know, I like Green Bay, but if they don't you want me, there's nothing I can do or whatever. Like something like, "No, obviously he didn't say that," but like something along the lines of that, right? So 
Um, there's a lot of speculation. There's reports. Many teams are monitoring his situation. There's been a lot of speculation that he could go to. Um, and the Rams, I guess, uh, were in contact with the Packers. Said, hey, what do you want, A-Rod? Um, either the price was too steep or they were concerned Ray turned away because um, they decided to instead go trade for Matt Stafford. Um, but, yeah, just an interesting piece of news. I think either quarterback elevate the Super Bowl contender, but obviously Aaron Rodgers, a better quarterback, you know, the probable MVP this year. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, no arguments there, to say the least. Imagine the price that – if the market value for Stafford was that much, <clears throat> it's got to be like like double that for first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Coming off a year that dominant, you, you got to imagine the price would be through the roof if – the, if, the, if the Packers even gave out, like, a real offer, you know, like it was humongous. Mm-hmm. Same with Deshaun. I think Deshaun Watson, yeah. my prediction, like, I think they're getting three first-round picks and multiple, like, two, like, defensive players that, like, are starters. Yeah. So, like, say he went to Miami, like I said, like, maybe you, I think it could be, like, three Miami first-round picks and then, like, Kyle Van Noy and, like, Christian Wilkins. Yeah. Guy like, that, might, that might be Kyle my, my prediction is... there. Kyle Vanoy is a guy that is like pretty good. Like I feel like he's a you know he's a he's a pretty good player, but he's getting paid quite a lot, getting paid a lot of money to to play in, in Miami. If you, like if you're gonna trade a defensive player, honestly, he might be one of the first guys out the door. Like even though he's still playing at a really good rate, like he's really playing at a high level. Like yeah. in two or three years, he's not going to, and he's gonna be paying you're gonna be paying him a bunch of money to kind of. Yeah, I think veteran guy. I there. think if you yeah. do that, if you were to do that trade, then at number three, you might have to either just draft him or maybe thinking about trading down to draft uh, Michael Parsons, the linebacker, honestly, mm-hmm. out of Penn State. Because yeah. obviously you could get Devontae Smith. But if um, my Allen Austin prediction goes well and he goes to Miami, <laughs> then uh, maybe, you, maybe you go for Parsons. Maybe, just maybe. Um, but good maybe. stuff there. Like and... Um, so earlier, a couple episodes ago, we had reported that um, different, you know, there have been reports that came out that said uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones could potentially be traded this offseason. And there was a lot of, you know, speculation about that. Um, the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, came out um, the other day and a quote, um, a brief and like just one sentence of this quote. Obviously, there's more to it. He just said, I'd be completely shocked if he's not on the team next year in reference to Matt Ryan. Um and I think it's definitely a scenario where Matt Ryan's on the team, Julio's on the team, right? I don't think you trade Julio. I think if you trade, I think you could trade Matt Ryan because he like definitely does the timeline. And if you if that's the argument you're using, then you could trade Julio. But I don't think in a world where you're not, Matt, like I just don't think that. Yeah, you'd be putting out Matt Ryan to dry, to die, to dry, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, so. You're really leaving out there with with just the young guy. You know, just, yeah, yeah, they yeah. they do have a they have a multitude of talent there, but. Julio Jones is a great player. He was injured a lot last year, so like you're not really going to be able to sell him high. You know, you're not going to be getting as much as you can get out of him. <laughs> to be fair, so Julio, I don't think that we're going. Although it would make sense to to an extent if you wanted to move on from Matt Ryan, it would make sense to an extent. But you know, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't trade Matt Ryan. I still think he's really. Good. Yeah, it's like um, I think I might trade Matt Ryan just because I don't think that I don't think they're looking in any direction that they could possibly win another championship with Matt Ryan. I just yeah, don't think I, he I, could. I, like I guess it's just like keep going with him until he decides to retire. You know what I mean? He's old. You only got a couple more years, and why like ruin ruin what you have with Matt Ryan for no reason? But like if it were to happen, like a hundred percent surprise. Nor nor would I one hundred percent disagree. But it's probably not happening. So. Uh, 
So with that, we get into two the two last pieces of news, which are related to the Super Bowl. What do you know? Um, we'll save those to the end here. Mm-hmm. One that's kind of comical in a way. Um, DeMar- uh, two earlier in the week placed wide receiver Demarcus Robinson and center Daniel Kilgore on the COVID-19 list. And the reason was uh, close contract tracing with a team barber. Um, reportedly, a barber was in the middle of cutting Daniel Kilgore's hair when his tests came back that said he was positive for COVID and the Chiefs had to rush in and you know separate them and quarantine the both of them. And there was some fun, funny stuff with that. Daniel Kilgore changed his Twitter profile picture to a picture of him with like half a, a, half a head of hair because in the middle of you know yeah. his haircut. That was funny, but reportedly... Um, Patrick Mahomes was scheduled to get a haircut from this guy. So if they didn't catch that and <laughs> act as you know quickly as they did, there was you know a chance that Patrick Mahomes contracted COVID before a Super Bowl, and that is the last thing anybody wanted to see. But um, Demarcus Robinson has been activated from the COVID list officially. Not sure on Daniel Kilgore, but obviously Demarcus Robinson is uh, a little bit bigger of a factor to this game than uh, Daniel Kilgore is, but. Just just kind of a comical piece of news there. The barber almost uh, could have, you know, shut down Patrick Mahomes in the stinking Super Bowl. So that's just a little interesting piece of news there. Yeah, of course, there's the memes with a with a barber that looks like like Tom Brady with like a like a fake mustache on. The meme, yeah. the NFL mm-hmm. meme at work, making sure we all get our our last before <laughs> the yeah, the Super Bowl comes up. Of course, um, true. I, I do think that was. Of that, and then of course, every year that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, it's like the Chiefs are signing new quarterback Milai Anning, yeah, <laughs> in hopes <laughs> of uh, stopping Tom Brady, which is of course a classic because because of Eli Manning's tendency to beat Tom Brady and the Super Bowl. him yeah. and Nick Foles, you know, are always yeah. the the big the big joke names this time of the because yeah. it's all Tom Brady's always in the Super Bowl. yeah yeah it seems like years and years on. And the last piece of news here we have is a bit of an update on our guy that we've been talking about, Antonio Brown. Um, He sustained an injury versus the New Orleans Saints in the divisional round. He did not travel with the team to Green Bay for the conference championships, and he is still listed officially as questionable versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, which is two days away. But also, he will be playing. Um, He was a full participant in practice on Thursday and Friday, both days. he showed no setbacks, no sign of injury holding him back, and the, his workload is being increased by the day, and he's showing all positive signs. So it's looking like Antonio Brown will be here for the Super Bowl. Thank the Lord. Um, Joe was talking to me a little <laughs> bit before about how he believed that Antonio Brown could be a, a real key piece if Tampa Bay was was to pull out this win in the Super Bowl. Uh, he did, he, think, he, thought, he thought Antonio Brown could definitely be uh, an X factor for that, which I'm sure he'll talk about in just a bit. But hopefully... AB will be there, and it's looking like he will. <laughs> Which is Antonio Brown's been known to be a little bit one of the one of the more tougher players as far as playing through injuries. Um, and this time, you know, of course, with Pittsburgh, where you know he really didn't miss many games unless it was like concussions or like knee tears or something. You know, he, he played through some injuries. Um, so he's he's no stranger. To that. I, that's a, of course that's as big as yeah. big Antonio Brown thing. He one time he did look at my Instagram story so. Uh, I'm, I'm basically best friends with Antonio Brown. And yeah. one of his burner accounts may have commented on our Instagram post where I said he was not a Hall of Fame. It was just, it was just a, it's, it's his account. And in the bio, it says business is booming. It has like a thousand followers and zero posts. And the, and the profile picture is Luca Dunn 
chick or the the guy from the the Ma- Dallas Maverick who's mm-hmm. very good. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that's funny. I don't. It might not. It's probably not. To be honest, it's probably not a ground burner, but it does make me laugh at the possibility. He called me. He called you an idiot because I had it right. I, I yeah, said it was yeah. the Hall of Fame, and he thought I was a good guy. I guess. Um, but <laughs> he was like, he's like, Joe's an idiot. Guy, really, Antonio Brown's numbers are better than Megatron and and someone else. It might have been like Randy. It probably wasn't Randy Moss. I forget like what the comment was exactly. But, I think it was yeah, Calvin, <laughs> jo- or Calvin yeah. Johnson, like Larry. Maybe Larry Fitz was right. I can read it. Hold on, let me find it. It was fun. I, I, yeah, I can bring it up in like It was fun. He, um, he said, Joe doesn't know what he's talking about. AB is no doubt a Hall of Famer. His stats and accolades back him up. He has better stats and more accolades than guys like Megatron and Julio. <laughs> yeah, he has, it is a, it is a Luka Doncic profile picture that has businesses booming is the bio. That's funny. And, and his name is greatest. Jared Dorsey. Someone can Jared Dorsey. That find that if you Jared Dorsey. Brown, uh, burner. I, <laughs> great, 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 I think. Yeah. Uh, but there you have it. There's our news. So now we get into what the, the main focus of the episode, our Super Bowl prediction. So I'm, I'm going to start us off here because I'm, intru- I'm going to start us off because I'm sure you all know who I'm voting for. And we thought, at least I thought I knew who Joe was going to say, but he had expressed some doubt. And he said, ah, the more I think about it, the more close of a game this is going to be. And he wasn't 100% sure when we first, like, he, he, he was still debating a little bit. So I'll start us mm-hmm. off here. I will, drum roll, please. You, you, you all saw it coming. I have Kansas City in this game. Um, I have the Chiefs repeating back-to-back. Um, and this is a game, usually every, every Super Bowl, as before, I have a team that I'm rooting for. This is the first Super Bowl that I'm not really rooting for anybody. Um, I'm rooting for Antonio Brown to have a big game. That's what I'm rooting for. And it's like, if the Chiefs win, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, and they're, I love this team. They deserve, you know, they're, I think they're the best team in football. If the Buccaneers win, Antonio Brown gets a Super Bowl. And yeah. that is what I do want that. I do want that. So, I don't know. I guess if I have to put it, uh, if I have to put a stamp down on who I'm voting for or who I'm rooting for, I guess it's Tampa. But um, I, I don't really care. Um, but my winner is Kansas City. You know, my prediction was 31 to 24, so a pretty close game. Joe said that the, the over under scene somewhere was like 70. Um, I would bet the under. Um, I think at least Tampa Bay has a very talented defense, um, as we may get to a little bit later. Um, I think, as you know, everyone kind of knows, Kansas City is a more top heavy team, and Tampa Bay is a team that has a little bit more depth. Right, like I like they pro football focus released their like top 15 players in the Super Bowl, and it was like the top like four out of the top five were, but then like pretty much everybody else, Tampa Bay, like the whole rest of the list was Tampa Bay pretty much. So it's <laughs> it's a kind of a thing where it's like, okay, are you, well, what do you value here? Depth or you know, depth or like stars? And you argue depth throughout this, but I argue Super Bowl top heavy is my thing, I'd rather have it. Um, I think throughout a season, I'd rather have depth because obviously throughout a season, stuff happens, injury, injuries come, and you need to disguise things and the, this, that, whatever. When it's the Super Bowl, you need the best players to step up and make the best plays, and that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? You know them, they know you, and it just comes down. It's a dogfight. It comes down to execution. That's just that's just what it is. And I think I'd rather have top-heavy players when it comes to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give this to Kansas City. Obviously, they have a red-hot offense. Everybody knows that. Um, the one kind of thing that could give me some hope with Tampa Bay is um, Eric Fisher is out. And they're a pro bowl tackle uh, towards Achilles. 
So he will not be playing, and they're going to have to move Mike Remmers to tackle. So he's going to be moving around the line, and obviously that's a lot of instability there in that offensive line. Daniel Kilgore, we're not 100% sure if he's going to play. So there's a lot of instability on there with a stud pass rush like Tampa Bay has with obviously Shaquille Barrett, JPP, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea. Um, a lot of guys there that can rush the passer. Um, that's something that they'll definitely, I'm sure, be looking to exploit. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a really interesting, it's going to be a great game. Obviously, Tom Brady versus, it's like the GOAT versus the, the, like the player that he's passing the torch to of like the NFL's lead figure, per se. Um, and it, yeah, it's just a really good one. Both, both teams are pretty solid defensively. Um, I don't really like the Chiefs run, the Chiefs run defense, which is why I think Leonard Fournette could be a big piece in this game. They, they were giving the ball to Ronald Jones throughout the season as kind of the lead back. But I think when the playoffs hit, you give it to the guy with the playoff experience. Leonard Fournette always been very good in the playoffs. Um, I talked to Joe about it before. I, I didn't. I learned this today. Leonard Fournette has not fumbled since 2017. Um, that is about four years since Leonard Fournette has fumbled. Um, that is ridiculous to say the very least. Um, so crazy stuff there. And I, I think that I think in the playoffs, Fournette started to get a little bit bigger of a of a workload. And so I think Fournette's a big key there for Tampa if they're going to get something going and try to exploit that run defense of of Kansas City but overall just think Kansas City is the best team in football I think they're in the most talented team with Patrick Mahomes and that offense um you, you we saw last time they these two teams faced each other Tyree Kill went for 200 yards in the first quarter um <laughs> finished with 270 yards um torched them just torched them and it's a scenario where it's gonna you're gonna have to run the ball you're gonna have to keep Kansas City off the field. You're not going to be able to let Patrick Mahomes do whatever he wants for however long he wants. You're not because he's going to torch you. He has the best tight end in football, one of the best wide receivers in football, one of the fastest guys in across any sport. Um, and yeah, so I'm giving it to KC. It is a close one. I think Brady and the Bucks can pull it out. Uh, there's obviously just the factor of knowing that, like, hey, this is Tom Brady. Like, anything can happen when Tom Brady's the quarterback here. Like, he could easily win any game. Like, there's no game that you're out of if Tom Brady's your quarterback. I'm saying that right now with the stellar receiving core he has and a very solid defense. Um, they won. There's no. There's definitely. It's not a guaranteed Kansas City win, but I'm giving this one to Kansas City, and I'm interested to see um, what you have here. Now, now coming into this, the whole entire, literally the whole entire season long, from the off season, Chiefs from my into the regular season, I always said Chiefs bull mm-hmm. prediction. Chiefs win. We get into our Playoff brackets are set. We're predicting the playoff brackets. Chiefs were winning the Super Bowl. So obviously coming into the week, I said, yeah, Chiefs were winning the Super Bowl. Let's, let's not overthink this. Just stick with the formula. But as the week went on, I continued to overthink it. And, and at this point, I'm very much so split. And like, this is a game to me that in the, the greatest sense of the whole season, a term that we've used a lot is a toss-up game. This is a toss-up game in the truest of sense. And like, when it comes down to it, I'm really just not sure who I think is going to win. Now, I wrote down a prediction, and then as you talked, I changed my mind, and then I changed my mind again, and then I changed my mind back. I'm gonna Sweet. have to go with go with my gut on this one, and I have I cannot get it, but I just cannot bet against Tom Brady. I'm sorry, I can't Ooh. do it. <laughs> I'm giving this one to the Buccaneers, and what really down to here to me, the the bread and butter with the Chiefs' offense is the mid to long range range passing, which is something that I've thought about a lot, like. The bread and butter, and this is a, a thing I had with the Steelers. The Steelers had a, a bread and butter short passing, but then they didn't have any like X factor abilities to them. You know, they couldn't get anything to like switch them up 
and that, that had a lot to do with play calling, I believe, from the offensive coordinator. Um, sorry, man, Figner, I'm gonna have to bully you like that, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, I really think that's that you know that really messed up the steel season is that you can do something really well, but when it comes down to it, when it's just the same thing over and over again, the defense can adjust enough. And in the NFL, that's something that does do very well. Um, so we look at the Chiefs, as I said, the mid to deep range passing with with hopes of of deep um, of like with yards after catch essentially. And yes, you can do that. You can do that very well with Tyree Kill getting yards after catch, and even guys that you know all their offense, their wide receivers are, are built for that. And then you got Travis Kelsey, who's very well. Um, he's a very athletic guy there too. But when it comes down to short pass, I'm pretty sure that like the Chiefs defense can tackle, and they've got a not the Chiefs, the Buccaneers defense, they can tackle. They've got good players. They can get pressure on um, on Patrick Mahomes, and he can run out of the pocket. But that really limits your ability to um, to um, to get that deep to long range passing when you're getting pressured. So what's what's just, what's their X factor coming to this game? With a rush game that I'm not super confident in, offensive line missing, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you're going to be stuck at doing a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And if the defense adjusts, it could be it could be um, more difficult for the Chiefs than you think. That's where, that's where I'm coming from. Look at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have a, a wide variety of different offensive things they can do with short, long, mid-range passing. And then you got a rush game, too. I'm not like, when it comes down to the... Buccaneers offense, like, I'm not sure what their X factor, like, not what their X factor is. I feel like they have a lot of X factors and not a real bread and butter, as I like to, see. you know, if you see where I'm coming from. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Brady's arm is like, quote, limited, but coming down the stretch here, he's really like, <laughs> he's proved me wrong in a lot of senses, saying that he was not going to have a good year this year. He's played really well in the playoffs and he's beat the top teams in the NFC. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, you're going to see big plays that include a lot of yards after catch from both Mike Evans and Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, I feel like is someone who's simply kind of let, let guys down. And I don't think he's going to be making a lot of the, the big plays. And I hate to say that. I just don't think he's going to be given the opportunity, given some of the mistakes he's made this year. Um, like Antonio Brown, who does not have any of those, like he's not painted out like that. I don't think anyone really is saying, or like Mike Evans either. Um, and Leonard Fournette, who's really heated up and hasn't really, he hasn't fumbled the ball. He hasn't made many mistakes. And I think as far as what Tom Brady likes, Tom Brady wants clean football. And if they if they can play clean football and they can make as little. I think it's working now. All right. I don't actually know what you guys heard because I was going on and on about that at the end. But in essence, what I was saying, you need splash plays because um, and you need to hold up protection with Tom Brady because as you can see, in, when Tom Brady played Washington, mistakes were made in the game was a lot closer than many would expect especially playing Taylor Heine. Um, what a legend. But I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> to be really fair, I'm, I'm really torn. Um, and, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not emotionally involved in this game much at all. I'm not rooting for one team either way. So I just, I'm just hoping for a fun game. And I think that's what we're saying here. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot riding on this game because I don't know how much Tom more to, honestly, I don't know how much more Tom Brady's going to play if they win. wins this. I mean, if he loses it, like, is he really going to play that? Like, I know he, he basically came out, came out and said he's open to playing past 45, which was his goal before. But, like, if he loses this, I feel like a lot of confidence because you didn't hear much from Tom Brady pre-making the Super Bowl. And um, you could tell a little bit of the confidence was gone whenever they weren't playing up to expectation. And when you look at the team, it wasn't anyone else's, else's fault. Tom Brady wasn't playing awesome. Um, and, and there was just a lot, a lot going whack. <laughs> but um, yeah. that being said, I'm not sure what else to say. Yeah, is there anything else you want to chime in? We might uh, either get into national ranking 
and or just hang up and be done. <laughs> it was it was about an hour, but that's it's really up to you. Well, I say I think we get another position rankings a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of a random small thing though that we decided kind of on a whim to do here is go through. Um, we are split on our winners here, which is interesting. I, that's what always what I like to see is a little bit of difference here. Um, so we're gonna go through positionally and just rank it. Right, like what team do we think is better? Um, and um, all the major I, I, positional categories. I I know this is very unprofessional, it's just so unlike me. But I have to leave for like four minutes. But you can just keep talking, and I'll be back. Remember, you have my, enough. What is it? Do you have my like quote? Yes. Written down. Okay, I'll be back sooner than this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm here solo with you guys for a little bit. Um. So we're gonna start. Like I said, we're gonna do a little bit of stuff here when it comes with um. Positional matchups, Chiefs versus Buccaneers, and say what position we're going to go through all the positions, say what teams we like better. So we're going to start with obviously um, the leader, the most important position of football, the quarterback position, right? Um, so on one hand, with Kansas City, we have Patrick Mahomes, and on the other hand, the Buccaneers, we have Tom Brady. We're not going into like backups and stuff. Um, what would I have? Would I rather have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Let's be real. Um, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. Um, I have Joe's written down here, so while he's gone, I can give you uh, what he said as well. He said Patrick Mahomes as well, obviously. That is, um, let's be real, um, I believe while Aaron Rodgers had the best season, I believe Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Still, um, I think he's a generational talent. I think he has potential to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think, you know, like really, um, if if all goes the way I think it's going to go, we want, you know, three days from now, we're saying Patrick Mahomes has started three seasons and he has one MVP and two Super Bowl wins. Like that's crazy. That's crazy, crazy stuff there. Um, so yeah, we're we're both giving Patrick Mahomes the quarterback one. That's probably the easiest one on here. We're going so down to running back is where we're split to our respective winning. I had Kansas City. He has Tampa Bay. So on one side with the city, um, you have Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Le'Veon Bell. Um, Darwin Thompson, Daryl Will, or not, yeah, Daryl Williams. Um, and then for the Buccaneers, you have uh, Leonard Fournette, you have Ronald Jones, and you have Keyshawn Vaughn, pretty much. I don't think LaShawn McCoy will suit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, all I've been through the quarterback so far, and now okay. I'm into the running back currently. So I, I, do, I, oh, guys, I, did, I take the podcast seriously. I can't disrespect my parents, though. If they need me to do something, I only disrespect women, not my parents. Smart. Good man, good man. <laughs> yeah, the quarterback was straight up anyway. Yeah, it, very, it was, it was. So now we're into the running backs where I said we were split. Um, So I have Kansas City here. Um, And you could argue, you could definitely argue Tampa Bay. I say Kansas City. I think the best running back here in this game is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in my opinion. Um, I think he had a very monster raw rookie season. But the thing was, he was injured for the last portion of the season and the first portion of the playoffs. Um, He's back now. He will be playing in the Super Bowl. But obviously, you know, does he have his legs under? Does he have his legs under him? Don't know. Um, there's Le'Veon Bell, who's an X factor, and I feel like he could still be a solid player. But you know, it comes down to like they they aren't giving him the, the carries. You know, even without Clyde Rousselaire, they weren't. Le'Veon Bell wasn't getting a crazy amount of carries. The carries were going to Daryl yeah. Williams for the most part. Um, so Le'Veon Bell's more of a, like a, a passing back, like a receiving back at this point for Kansas City more than anything else. You know what I mean? Um, but definitely, you know, maybe it's the Super Bowl. They decide to pull out all the stops and see what Le'Veon Bell can You know what I mean? Like maybe that's the, the decision they come to. But for me, that's where I'm thinking. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the best running back. 
And while you could definitely make an argument for Fournette because of his playoff success career-wise, I'm giving it to Gustav. So what, what do you got here? What's your reason? Um, so yeah, so I said the Buccaneers. And as far as like usage goes, I think they use, like Buccaneers use the running back more, to be honest, um, which which makes them look better. But this is one, I yeah, I was really, honestly really close. I, I like Fournette. I've always liked Fournette a lot ever since I saw him just destroy the, the Steelers. And that was a really bad defense. He just went, yeah. he just tore, tore us up. And um, that, I mean, we had good line, but like we had good linebackers and good defensive line, and he just like he breaks arm tackles with, and that's something like the break tackle ability from him is definitely more than anyone else. And like I really don't think there's gonna be a ton. Like this is obviously a more pass heavy game. Just looking at you know the, the way the teams are built, you've got star wide receivers, and then you've got like above average <laughs> running backs. Like I don't think you have any star running back. Um, if you if you see where I'm coming from, but yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm not, I was never really. Not too confident in it, but I did go with the Buccaneers just just because overall, um, Ronald Jones has had some big plays, and then we already know what Fournette can do, and then you know Le'Veon Bell, yeah, he just has not really much of an argument to be made for him. Sadly, enough. I was pretty excited yeah. when every time with, with the Chiefs, and they just never used them. They just kind of stashed them away and never found a real <laughs> reason to throw them <laughs> in. Yeah, that was interesting to me too. Like I, I was happy he signed there, but like they haven't really used them at all. <laughs> It's it's weird, but um, so our first split there. Next, we get to wide receiver, where we agreed on Tampa Bay, and it's another close one. I said he may be able to, he might still pick Tampa Bay, but for me, I said if you're going full receiving core, including the tight ends, that's where I might the city. But with wide receivers, I go Tampa Bay. Um, I said I think the best wide receiver in this game is Tyree Kill, but I think it's Tyree Kill and then a lot of like role player in the wide receiver slot that are all good at a specific aspect of the game. Is what I was saying. Where and then you go to Tampa Bay, and there's three guys on Tampa Bay that could potentially, in certain situations, be number one wide receiver. Right, like and there's that, and there's Scotty Miller who has insane chemistry with Tom Brady. It's just you know obviously the, all the memes, the small white guy and Tom Brady. You know what I mean, but. They have a, a phenomenal chemistry there. Um, definitely, definitely do. Um, but yeah, I'm giving it to Tampa Bay. I just think the receiving core in general is a little better. We'll get to tight end next, which I'm sure you can all infer where I'm going. But um, what do you, what do you got for the wide receiver? I, I know we know your answer, but what's your? I'm assuming your reason yeah. is pretty similar. Yeah, the the Buccaneers as well. Um, I think Mike Evans is act like Mike Evans is actually like balled out this year more than oh, yeah. more than the attention he's played well. Um. But Tyreek Kill is, is definitely that's you know the speed is obvious there, and then it's it's Tyreek Kill and then a bunch of like people that are like players that are like Tyreek Kill but just worse, <laughs> um, <laughs> which which essentially is is the same argument as you. There's but it's like it's like the Packers wide receiver core as an analogy. You've got really good Devonta Adams, but then you've got guys beneath them that are like suspect, you know, suspect to above out like suspect to average, I guess. I'm not really sure. But you know where I'm coming from. Like, you don't have a bunch of great players behind Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And as far as, like, behind Mike Evans, you've got players that could easily be number one wide receiver on other teams, as, as you said. That's well said. Yes, yes. So now we go tight end. Um, You know where we're... I'm picking I'm picking Kansas City on this one. Um, I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Um, I think he's one of the best tight ends of all time. And that's what it comes down to. Gronk is also one of the best tight ends of all time, but Gronk is not in his prime right now. Gronk is 
in the twilight zone of uh, of his career, to be honest. He's more of a blocking than a receiving tight end. And while they do have Cameron Bright, who's the opposite, uh, more of a receiving tight end, less of a blocking tight end, and I think he's someone that could um, sit quietly have a very big impact for Tampa Bay come Sunday. Um, I think you got to give it to Kelsey. I think he's the best tight end in the game, and there's not much of a debate you can really have with that one, in my opinion. So, uh, really, you don't like you really don't like Tom Gronk. You don't think Gronk is as good as Kelsey anymore? I, don't. I recently found out that Robert Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are the same age. Really? They're both. Yeah, they're both the same age. I think they're both 32. Is uh is interesting. I know um Travis Kelsey. I think he he went like I and mean, he might have like actually like been in like like prison which i was not aware of like he had like big issues like coming out of college which like delayed him going in the nfl draft i i know they're, they're the same age though which i found very interesting but it doesn't really matter because travis kelsey is, um Gronk has had a lot of injuries and stuff and although he still generated a few big plays and like has shown a little bit of that vintage Gronk, it's he doesn't get nearly the volume or the you know the um the skills I guess at this point in his career he's just not as good <laughs> I like is the you know I don't really know even though to say it's just like so obvious like I don't think anyone's gonna be debating me about yeah, Gronk you and, take a full year off of football like things happen yeah things happen. there was a like, there was a than, thing that came out this week that was pretty funny um it it was a story that Gronk this season or this off season. They had, um, I'm sure you've heard it. They had yeah. these, like, you know, the the training when they weren't able to be in person and they were doing everything virtually. They were making their players, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were making their players send in videos of them doing, like, running sprints. Um, and to cheat the system, quote-unquote, Rob Gronkowski would film himself running sprints in, like, five, or in, like, seven shirts, like, in one day, and then just, like, post one video every day of the week. So, like, he didn't run, have to run sprints every single day. He just ran sprints once and posted the videos throughout the week to make it seem like he was doing it every day. But that was just a really that was a pretty funny thing to me. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a very drunk esque thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we get to um, offensive line, and for me, this is offensive line in the Super Bowl, like as a Super Bowl matchup instead of like a overall in the year. I would still give it to the same team, if, even if it was overall in the year. But there's a lot more debate if it's overall. Year. Um, I'm giving it to the Bucks. They're a healthy team. They have uh, the rookie Tristan Wirfs, who I believe is possibly one of the top five or so tackles in the already. Um, they have Allen Barpet, who I believe is probably a top five guard in the league. They've got Ryan Jensen. Who I am very high on Ryan Jensen. I think he's a very good football player. Not a lot of people are, are very high on Ryan Jensen. I voted him to the Pro Bowl. Um, he's kind of a down and down and dirty guy down like you know in the trenches kind of guy exactly what you'd expect from a guy like Ryan Jensen um I'm really high on him but I think the O-line is very good in Tampa Bay and when you go to a Kansas City Chiefs offensive line who's been missing Mitchell Schwartz for virtually the whole year um Eric Fisher tore his Achilles we don't know if Kilgore will play there's moving pieces everywhere a lot of instability on that even though on the offensive line uh I go Tampa Bay for that one yeah I agree too but at the beginning of the season, it was a lot more of a debate, but as the season went on, the Buccaneers have really improved and become uh, quite the unit on the offensive line, and injuries have kind of, quote, piled up um, all, as the season's gone along, and as you mentioned, a lot of, a lot of moving pieces going into the biggest game of the year. This one's like... Yeah, yeah, true. Um, next, we will do defensive line, the obvious next choice. I'm giving this to Tampa Bay as well. While I believe the best defensive lineman in this game and one of the better defensive players in this game is Chris Jones, 
who I'm very high on. We're both pretty high on Chris Jones. I had him ranked as like a top three defensive lineman in the league when we did our list. I love Chris Jones. I think he's super good. Um, I think the wealth of talent that they have on the Tampa Bay one, I think Vita Vea is a very underrated player. He came back last game, if you didn't know, after missing most of the season. I think he's a mauler. He's one of the you know better defensive players in this league, one of the best interior defensive linemen. I think Adamican Sue is underrated. We all know about the career of Adamican Sue. It's been well documented, but he's been pretty well in his old age, honestly. Steve McClendon, who they traded for midseason, has been, you know, solid in filling his role. JPP, Jason Pierre Paul, has been great this year. He's been amazing this year, obviously. So all we know the stuff about is the firework incident, and he broke his neck, I believe, a couple years back and was contemplating retirement. Came back this year, was a Pro Bowl caliber player, I believe put up double-digit sacks. Um, crazy year for JPP on that defense line. And I just think, well, I think Chris Jones is the best um, defensive lineman in this and potentially the best defender in the Super Bowl. Um, I think the wealth of talent on the Tampa Bay defensive line is what does it for me. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a multiple really great players there. Um, and it's, it's another one. There's there's it's top heavy for the Chiefs, Chris Jones. But when you look at the Bucks, there's there's players all around that can get pressure. Um, and looking back at my defensive line list, yeah, you had him at three. Yeah, and I it was one of those weird lists where I just like forgot one of the best players for some reason <laughs> and he's just not on the list <laughs> so I've, I've been I've, I've had worse lists but that was definitely I was just not having him on there and I remember that looking back at it now I remember I had JJ Watt at two and like Sue at 10 <laughs> and like Geno Atkins at eight and <laughs> no Christian it's, it's bad looking back hopefully this offseason I can not be stupid <laughs> yeah def- defensive line is gonna be and the, the trenches is probably the biggest part of this this like if you get pressure on either one of these quarterbacks, it's it's a pretty big deal. And although Patrick Mahomes has wheels like to an extent, I think he's pretty fast. Um, it limits his game because he you know he can't throw the ball as far on the run like that, and you have to you know make those reads and whatever. It's not it's not, you know it's not as easy. So you got to get pressure on both these quarterbacks, and it's it's not pretty for for the Chiefs whenever you're in our opinion have the the lesser of the, the two talented trench troops i guess if that makes sense. yes <laughs> um so now what we'll get into is the linebackers is the next uh position here i'm giving this to tampa bay as well um they've got the edge rusher that we all know and love shaquille barrett led the league in sacks last season um they have levante david who has been one of the better linebackers in football over the past decade had a really good uh, Pro Bowl caliber season. I don't believe he made the Pro Bowl. I think he was a, definitely a snub. And another snub, an even bigger snub, Devin White. I think early on in the season, Devin White, through the first like five weeks or so, Devin White was really close with Miles Garrett for my defensive player the, the other year race. <laughs> Devin White, that's the jump he's taken, right? Like From last season to this season, the jump is crazy. Like I think Devin White is one of the best linebackers in football right now. I think what he's doing is just he took a crazy leap from last year. I think he's an amazing football player. Um, but yeah, with and then obviously Tampa or sorry, um, the Chiefs are missing. Just they just in general don't have a lot of linebackers. Willie Gay Jr., the rookie, will is out for the Super Bowl with injury, so they're not even going to have him one of their starters. Um, they're they don't have a good. They don't have a good linebacking core. That's what there is to they, they They just don't have a very good linebacking core compared to Tampa Bay, who has potentially the best in the league. I think this is an easy choice. Yeah, as do as do I. Um, yeah, this isn't even one that's like last minute. You got to make a decision. It's basically been from the very start. The, you know, the Chiefs have not invested a lot of money. The linebacking core 
and the Buccaneers have them left the money and, and draft capital there, and it's you know it paid off. Yeah, yeah. Not um, two positions left here. We're gonna go safety next. Um, I'm going Kansas City. Um, the the Tampa Bay Bucks do have one really nice safety, the rookie Antoine Winfield Jr. There was some speculation on whether or not he would play in the Super Bowl. He's come out and said he will play. He he had you know had a nagging injury going on there. Um, but he's a really good rookie. But Tyron Matthew is on the other side. Tyron Matthew, a guy that's a top five safety in the NFL. Um, the honey badger, everybody can acknowledge he's an amazing safety. They've got a guy that I'm really high on, Dirty Dan, Daniel Sorensen. He was a pro bowl vote for me. Uh, the young gun, Juan Thornhill, another really productive guy in the in the safety spot there for, for Kansas City. So that's that's another one there that I think is pretty easy. Um, safety goes to Kansas City, just wealth of talent there. Oh, yeah, I love I love the honey badger. And mm-hmm. in big games, he tends to come up and make big plays, although his stature is not big. Um, you know, he, he plays rough and, and tough, and he's one of the better all-around safeties, I think. I, I had him pretty high on my list. I think you, you had him a little bit lower, but, um, you know, it was fair. And it, it was fair at the time, and it still is fair to have him yeah. at the point because he's a little bit older. But he's still, he's still good. We both agree he's good. And the best safety in the game, in this game, not in the game as in the NFL. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know who the best was. safety in the NFL is anymore because it's – I we said we both said Jamal Adams. Adams last year, but I don't think it is anymore. You know, I don't really no. know who it is. You could argue a lot of you could argue Matt, Tyron Matthew. You could argue Minka Fitzpatrick. You could you could argue Derwin James, though he didn't play this year. There's a lot I of know. guys. I see. I keep seeing that, and it's like how are you? I cannot with a good like with a straight face. I guess I cannot say like truly come out and say that Derwin James is the best safety winner. I just haven't seen him play in like two years. Yeah, you can like, argue like, Buda Baker, honestly. I wouldn't make that argument, but you could argue it. You could argue a lot of guys, but uh, you could. (laughs) Yeah, you you could. (laughs) I wouldn't, but you have an argument. I guess. Yeah. uh, So now the the final position that we're gonna we're not ranking ranking kickers or punters or whatever. Um, The final position is corner. Um, This is one you all know. I'm very high on Chiefs corner Bashad Breland. Um, If you watch, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I thought. He was one of the one of my underrated players on my underrated players list last year. I always refer to him as one of the more underrated corners in the league. Always have, but I'm giving this to Tampa Bay for the corners. Um, I think that, in my opinion, the top two corners in this game are all on Tampa Bay. And uh, Carlton Davis, who I believe is one of the most underrated players in football, and Jamel Dean. And then it probably goes Breland after that. And then after that, I think that's where you go back to Tampa Bay and go uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Who Joe? I didn't even know. Joe uh, informed me before that Sean Murphy Bunting has an interception in all three playoff games this year. Um, that's crazy. That is uh, crazy news. It's stuff like I look through the stats and like I see a oh, pick for Sean Murphy Bunting. You know what I mean? I see he gets an interception, but it doesn't register for me that like all three games were Sean Murphy Bunting interceptions. So that that was pretty cool to me. But I just think for me with Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, and Sean Murphy Bunting. I just, I think it's a very talent. I think it's a very talented group of corners in comparison to most teams in the NFL. Um, and I think Kansas City has a has a secondary that definitely overperforms, and they've got a great defensive coordinator there making making up those schemes and coverages and disguises and whatnot. Um, they're great at disguises, if you don't know. One of the best teams in football. So why Tyron Matthew is able to be so productive? They disguise coverages so much to, and you know, let Tyron Matt to be able to let Tyron Matthew roam in different parts of the field. You never really know where he's going to be. Um, 
And great, great defensive coordinators are able to do that with their safeties. You've seen that with him. You've seen that with Micah Fitzpatrick. You've seen that with even Justin Simmons at times, guys like that. Um, yeah, so really, really good there. But I, I am giving this to Tampa Bay in, in terms of corners. Yeah, me too. Um, right? Wait, no, I had the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, right. you had the Chiefs, but you can change it if you want. No, I, I think I'm, I'm – this wasn't something we planned out in advance. It was just like right beforehand. So yeah. that's a lot of my arguments trash. I, unlike Colton, do not – I, like, Colton has a lot of raw knowledge about this stuff. And coming into making the podcast, like, I was I was the one that I, – I always have to say that. I was – I was like – I thought I was like, yeah, it would be sick to have a podcast. And it was just going to be my podcast, and I was just going to come on every once in a while. And then, you know, I kind of changed my mind, and Colton agreed <laughs> and it, since then. But um, I, I thought I would – I thought it would be a cakewalk. I not think I have to do much preparation. With, and uh, I was quite incorrect. Um, and that's, that kind of shows now, like, I just, when it comes down to it, like, I really just don't, I like, especially when I'm down to depth players, I feel like I used to, I used to know a lot more depth, but in recent years, I've like let down my knowledge of, of the depth players and a lot of these, um, and farther down the depth chart. And I know a lot more, like, I, I think, I think the Chiefs have the better cornerback core. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think the, the Buccaneers are better. But as you said, they like the but the chief cornerbacks. Like I don't even know who most of them are, but they really produce. Like they really can come out and play. Oh yeah, and it's a really well scheming, and maybe they're not as talented, but I think they can come out and play better this game. And that's like that's when it comes down to me. When I thought of this, I was like, I Oh, you know who they have? I know they have Bashad Breland. Just a random thing. Um, the Chiefs do have pretty good corner. They have the rookie Legarius Sneed. Oh my, look out! Legarius needs a beast. He, he's coming. Uh, he's up next. He's a great rookie corner and Shavarius Ward is another really solid guy. I saw but I'm taking I'm taking the box. Need, but I didn't watch it. I thought like I saw it on YouTube but I didn't watch the film He's a beast, man. I got to say. I got to say he's really good. I saw a film breakdown on Alabama wide receiver Warple Mar- Jalen Waddle? Yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. That, sorry. But that you know where I was you know where I'm coming from. He Warple. actually is really solid. There's a lot of yeah. really good He's you know fringe top 10 pick. There's a lot there's a lot this is a really this is a really good draft. Looking more into it. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely interested when we for when we later, later and a little bit when we get to more towards the draft when we uh are able to do our mock draft. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah, as am I. Um, and and of course going going forward, we're always up open to episode suggestions. Um, put them on a post, damn them to us on Instagram. Um, if I ever every once in a while it puts on the story like a poll or something. And I put a poll in the story asking to change their name, and it was like 50-50. Um, and then I put a, like, what name, like, it's 50-50, we'll think about it if the cool name. And the only person that replied was, and she was, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, sports stuff, and like that. And like, <laughs> I, and then she was like, JK, JK, I think your name is, so, I guess no one really had any real objection with the name. Yes, no um, it, stuck, it stuck with us very well through 80 plus episodes in the whole NFL season, about 20 weeks. Um, I guess so. We're, we're in too deep now to change your name. <laughs> we're in too far, but no, which I really wish, like, in all, like, respectfully, I really wish your your parents named your name like re- like spelled your name normally. Because yeah, <laughs> it brings up the like the fact that they see the link in my bo- like in my Instagram bio, and they look at it and they ask me then like they ask me what like what it is, and like I'll tell them, and they'll like look it up just to see what it is, and they always spell your name C O L T. And they're like, it's not coming up. I'm like, I know it's on there. You just have to spell the name right. And like, nah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, like I'm that's, that's the one. That's that's one big factor of why a name change could be something interesting to look into because my name is spelled incorrectly. 
by all accounts. That's what my dad, my dad, half jokingly, had always said whenever my mom wrote my name on like the birth certificate forms or whatever that she misspelled it or she had a typo or whatever. That's always the running joke he had said, but it's spelled interestingly to say the least. Yeah, and, and, and you know it it'll it'll something that'll that'll come up eventually because the name didn't really take a lot. Of, it didn't really like take a lot of thought. It was just something. It, it has a ring to it. Like I do think the Colton and Joe show has a cool ring to it, but it, it the the spelling does make it like a little bit more difficult. And I you know, the word yeah. of mouth advertising is not much of a factor <laughs> where people can't find it. And I like that. I know that's not your fault. And I'm not, of course, I, I never shame your name. That's why I said respectfully. Respectfully. I respectfully apologize for always sending you what I'm going to post on Instagram and ask you, cause you were like, you're like, it's your Instagram too. And I don't think you're upset, but you know, I, we, we respect each other. Here. Unlike women. Um, yeah, so say I, everything respect. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you know, you know, where I'm coming from. I don't want to, I, sometimes I feel like I send you too much stuff, and I don't want to. Nah, but um, yeah, there you go. There's our uh, Super Bowl prediction, which you've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl I... prediction in our small, our brief uh, positional rankings or positional comparisons. Yeah, that, that was fun. This was a great. This was a good episode. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've ever ended an episode without saying this was a good episode. Of course, this was a good episode. Um, because they're I've, all good. Never been an episode, okay, except for the offensive line ranking episode. That, we've never had a bad episode, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they were, the offensive line episode was hilarious. Because I was just <laughs> I was just out there just saying whatever. Because I had no idea what was going on. And that, I would always talk about it. Because it was an episode that I prepared for terribly. And it was super late. And it was just a long summer day. And it was like it was like 1.30 in the morning. And we're just like, we're just talking about offensive line. Something I already don't know anything. Like, I know little to nothing about. And then... yeah. <laughs> it was brutal, but um, I did a lot of preparation for that because I knew at the time I didn't do a crazy amount of preparation for episodes in terms of like looking through stats and such. Like I would like I made my rankings and then it was a lot of it was off of eye test and I would go through it and kind of BS my way through it a bit and not necessarily have all the stats written down or whatever, or have statistical evidence of why for the most part. But I definitely had to for the O-line because it's the offensive line, right? Like you have to have the pro football focus ranks and like the team offensive line ranks and this and that, whatever else throughout the years and pro bowls and whatever. That was something that really had to come into play with that. My top 10 list, like they, they went in like a, a Valley formation. Cause in the beginning I did, I spent like more, like I spent a good amount of time preparation for quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end. I let down a little bit. It was like a you know a gradual. The quarterback was among the most. And then towards the end, when it kind of like cornerback and defensive back, even like defensive line a little bit. Even though I I did mess up. Like that was when I was starting to pay a little bit more attention. Even though I did miss miss a few top tier players. I like I did have some a little bit more reasoning. And then it, it bottomed out around like at offensive line. You know, and that yeah. was like it was like I really need to just if I like if I want to have put out a good quality product here with the podcast, I need to put in a little bit more time and effort. And I will let down the. I don't want to let down the fans, and equally importantly, I don't want to let down my friend Colton. That's I, I try to, especially for like for some of the different things, like these prediction episodes. Like, there's not a whole lot of pre- not predictions. So there's not a whole lot of uh, preparation you can really do. Like, it's just what you think is gonna happen in the game. Yeah. Um. So, but like the the game analysis, which will be coming to you on Monday, per usual, our Super Bowl game analysis. Um, yes. And I'm not actually. <laughs> I feel like that's an episode that could be really short. We've already said. Um, I'm going, I'll be going over the offense. You'll be going over the defense, uh, right? I'll do defense. 
Uh, what depend? What do you mean, like offense and defense? What does that mean for what team? Uh, though? Wait. Okay, that will make sense. I was thought for some reason I just thought I'd talk about the offense and then you'd talk just talk about like the defense. But that would make a lot of sense that I could. Just, that makes yeah, way fair more. enough. Well, we'll just do whatever to like you do the Bucks and I'll do the Chiefs because it's whatever team oh, we thought yeah. was gonna win. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. That's smart stuff. I do. I do actually. I actually am sorry. Sorry to. I like. I don't know why. It's not even that late. Like it's not even. I've recorded much later than this and had much more energy. But something about this week has, has absolutely drained me. I had like five, five tests and a ton of yeah. stuff. And I like, I was still like, let a biology assignment was due along the line, and I still let down a little bit. And I can make. You gotta get up early tomorrow too. At least I do. You you might not have to get up I early. Like, I don't know. Like eight or nine. Yeah, I was say we. I gotta get up at like seven thirty or eight. One of those two is when I get I, up. I make sure I I've left by at which. How are you getting there? Um, I think my mom, my my mom or my. I don't know. I don't know if you guys like were going up like with the church or if you guys like, were the only people going or what. No, I guess I, you. I it's just yeah, it's just me. I'm not. Uh, is this from my yeah, yeah, we're going up with. There's a very small group of us from the church, from my church, that are going, but we're heading up in a bus at 9 a.m. So nice, nice. Not necessarily fun times, but it could be. Depends on what goes on in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how it is. That's how it is. Um. I'm not actually sure. I'm I'm so confused what it, what it actually. Is. Yeah, I don't know. I I learned like today that we had a white elephant gift exchange during that. Oh yeah. And I was supposed to buy a ten dollar gift, and I didn't know that or less. So I was like, oh. I, I learned that my mom texted. I was in a. I was at a, my my bat. One of my we had a basketball game today. That I was at, and my mom texted me during it, and I got out and it was like, hey, you're supposed to buy a white elephant gift. And I was like, shoot. So I had to run by Walmart and buy. Buy something for me to bring to that exchange because I didn't have anything at home. Oh, from my understanding, uh, I thought you just—I thought you just bring ten dollars. Like I just brought ten dollars. Get ten dollars. <laughs> Fair enough. I get. It. I heard that. <laughs> so I. I wouldn't be upset with ten bucks. I neither would I. I honestly like ten bucks. Just saying that someone got you for ten bucks. Depends on what somebody got you for ten bucks. Maybe it's something really dope. Yeah, that's. It, it depends. Doubt it, but maybe. It it depends like what like yeah it's very well said it depends what you got sometimes like if I get ten bucks sometimes I'll just get something that's like um more more, pr- more practical like you know gift card or yeah. something yeah you know someone else gets something for you for ten bucks then it's something more uh no it's not as neat random as you get if you're on yeah yeah I must admit I had to buy myself one and one for my sister and um. I just bought myself one that was over ten bucks, and her one that was less than ten bucks, so they equaled out to twenty. So that's fair game. Uh, um, what is what is that? What I, I'm I'm not actually sure what I, what a white elephant gift. Is. Um, it's the premise. It's called different things. Some people call it white elephant. Some people call it other stuff. Like I don't know. Uh, my my family's done it for a while, and during around Christmas time, the adults will do one. But it's like. You pick, like, nobody knows what the gifts are, and, like, they're all in the middle, and, like, you take turns, and, like, y'all pick one, and then, like, the next person can either go pick a gift, or they can, like, steal somebody else's. Hmm. Okay. It's an interesting thing. Just, like, like, just quote, like, just, like, put names in a hat. They don't actually, it's not normal. It's not ever, like, a hat. I don't think it's ever. Well, because to be fair, there's probably going to be people, like, nobody knows. Like, just this random person, like, okay, I don't know this kid. I don't want to buy him a gift. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I did it at church last year, and I got, uh. I ended up stealing on like the final one and got Space Jam. <laughs> Space, I want to. Is the okay? I'm okay. This is this is very out of the blue. Space Jam, and I thought about the new Space Jam with Ron James, and then I thought about I was watching the 2000, the year 2000 NBA final game, Lakers versus Pacers, of course, um, because 
Why Pacers not? did not win. <laughs> Pacers did not win. And it was a game. It was really close. Came down to overtime. Kobe Bryant, of course, Kobe Bryant, going off. Had quite quite the the overtime. He put up like like nine points in it. Like was that were those the Reggie Miller days? Was Reggie Miller playing for them? Reggie Miller yeah. was, and he he had like kind of had a rough game. And then at the end of the game, he hit like six threes right in a row. So like because the, the Pacers started off really hot, and the Lakers cut up and got ahead, and the Pacers like had a mad rush at the very end to catch up. Pretty cool. But the only thing was Shaquille O'Neal. I like I think Shaquille O'Neal is overrated. Watching him play, really? I mean, yeah. I've heard a lot of like talk about how good he well, was. For me, that was like I think Shaquille O'Neal is a top ten player of all time. I'm not gonna argue because I don't, you know, if you're listening and Colton, of course, you know, I'm not a well versed NBA person. But watching him play, all he, he was not he had one thing and all he could do was the whole entire game, the whole like literally I mean, I did not see him. He was underneath the net the whole entire game. Well, yeah, he's a big man. He could shoot back in the day, like no big men were back in the day, no big men were shooting back then. Uh, Didn't need to. Okay. Maybe it's just a different era. There's still guys that don't shoot now. Like even some of the better centers, like Andre Drummond is still a really good center, but he doesn't shoot. I know. Doesn't bam out of bio. I'm not I'm not gonna argue this point with you because I know I'm gonna I personally think Shaquille O'Neal. I, apart from Wilt Chamberlain, but I don't really count Wilt Chamberlain just because of the era he played in. Um, I think Shaquille O'Neal is probably the most dominant player in the history of basketball. Hmm. Like he's not the best. I think I have him ranked. I have a list. I think he's ranked at like eighth of all time and, and mine or ninth. I think ninth of all time might be where I had Shaq. I know, I, he got fouled. He got fouled like, right. I think it's like right. almost 16 times. Like, I'm not like, yeah. Over and over again, and it's like it wasn't even. It was like I came to the point where it wasn't even fun because he just get the ball and then just like just just like just just like smack his chest and then just like hope he missed free throw. <laughs> it was not fun. Like, yeah, he's I, not good at shooting free throws. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I knew that. I that was a. I've heard that like just um he did okay. He was like above the average, but who was coach? Was Larry Bird. Larry Bird was coaching the Pacers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was not happy. He, he was very <laughs> bad because he, like. I knew, like, I was really upset. Yeah, because he's doing one thing. And that's, like, the one I hate. I hate, like, watching sports. And it's, like, a play that just, like, the same thing over and over again. And it's just not, like, it, I feel like you don't have that much, you know? Yeah, I guess. He definitely was. Dom- dominant is a good way to use it. He put up, like, 30 points. And, oh, as well as, like, a ton of points just because he got fouled so many times. He was, like, like he had, like, eight points off of, like, foul shots. Yeah, he would just absolutely bully his way to 30-point bombs whenever he felt like it. Yeah, and he definitely was. He was. He. Oh, I sang that video of of uh, that that really big guy, <laughs> yo yo, the the guy who's like yeah. basically. Um, and he, yeah, he just got rebounds, and, and like no one could even like reach around him. Like Shaquille O'Neal was one really big. That's, like, yeah, he was. Like, if he was like an inch, if he was like three inches smaller, would he really be as good as he was? But I guess it's stupid to argue that point because <laughs> he wasn't three inches shorter than he was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's been a good episode. My battery is on four percent. Oh yeah, and dropping and dropping quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a good one. Um, so yeah, like he said, we'll be back with you on Monday for our Super Bowl analysis. Obviously, we're all hyped for the Super Bowl. Let us know who you think is gonna win via whatever form of communication you want to let us know by. <laughs> um, and yeah, have a good weekend. And before we get off, you know how Joe has to end it every Friday. I thought you might forget because this was never. Of the week, or it's, or it's Saturday technically for you guys. I always forget. It's Saturday right now, and you'll be listening. It's definitely Saturday for us too. But I do. I mean, honestly, I, I do hope of the Colton and Joe show acted as the perfect segue. It was an awesome weekend, Super Bowl weekend of your life. Enjoy yourself as Colton.
get a big old bowl of wings, big old bowl of nachos as I yes. preferred snack of the Super Bowl. Um, and that's what it's all about, especially if your team's on the Super Bowl. It's a little bit more. If the Steelers are yeah. in the Super Bowl, I would, I would be shaking in my boot. Yes. That, that's <laughs> the most heartbreaking. Like, honestly, I think the most heartbreaking thing is whenever your team makes the championship. And, like, I think that I'd rather. That is rough. I'd rather lose, like, the Steelers lost in the first round than make the Super Bowl and lose. I know, like, I've said that before, and I've gotten, like, really bullied, but <laughs> I, like, honestly, I think it's just less sad. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, to an extent, to an extent. But, yeah, um, have a good Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Uh, be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Um, don't, like, don't drink or drive or whatever. Um, <laughs> but have some fun. Have some fun with your buddies. Have some fun with your families. Eat some good food. Watch some good football. And we'll be back with you on Monday. From us here at the Colton and Joe Show, you know what it is. We are peacing.